ladies and gentlemen, the Triple Play Fantasy Baseball Show. Proud member of Fantasy Points and the Fantasy Points Media Group. D-Benny checking back in with you, joined by my guys, Lil Cheesecake, The Doc, and Marty Party. Fellas, were you finally pumped to have a week of baseball under our belts? Elsie, I know you were crowning the Cubs champs after their first series against the Brewers. I, I was I was calling them champs after their first two games. And then in their third game, when they blew it and uh, and gave up a, a win that they should have been able to hold on to, it was it brought me back down to earth. But uh, you know, when you go out there in the first two games, you take uh, you take Corbin Burns and you take Brandon Woodruff and you, and you get W's against them. I, you know, that's that's not a bad way to start the season. No, it wasn't. And it's same for Doc too, because Doc's and Nolan Arenado stand. And Nolan Arenado looked like one of the best hitters in baseball. You must just be gushing. I mean, I, I I would say I would try and tell people, but they don't listen to me. Um, so just more shares for me, and I was enjoying it immensely. Yes, you were. And even I think Marty was somewhat enjoying the start of the year, not just because it's baseball, but the Cub or the uh, not the Cub, the Tigers were also kind of looking intriguing to start out the year, and then all their rookies and starting pitchers and everybody else that makes the Detroit Tigers, the Detroit Tigers. Started uh, kind of showing their true colors there. Yeah, I mean, you know, a really good uh, opening win. Hoppy Baez getting the walk off. Uh, Spencer Torkelson hit his first Major League Baseball home run today, so that's super exciting. So as a Tigers fan, yeah, we just can we couldn't be happier. And shout out to Nolan Arenado. I have him. On, I have him on almost every team too. He's the number one player in fantasy uh, according to Yahoo. Five by five, Roto. Yeah, he's looking like a young Nolan Arenado. They're proving all the doubters wrong, and off to a great start. But guys, we're here. We actually, obviously, the baseball season is starting. We're pumped for you guys to be riding with us as we are now moving from off-season mode into an in-season mode. And with us in-season, we decided to make a change from years past. Instead of random topics every week with guests throughout the season, we're trying to focus on what you guys need to know. Eric, can you say that? What you need Yes, to win your fantasy baseball leagues, I'm talking streamers, waiver wire targets, two-star pitchers, trends to monitor, breaking down the top performers from the previous week, looking at ahead of other teams' schedules, so much more great stuff in here. But of course, it wouldn't be the Triple Play Fantasy Podcast. You know, there's a questioning game of the week always coming there. That'll be at the end of the show. So without further ado, guys, why don't we go ahead and get started with the rundown? All right, so we're hitting it off strong. LC approves, and uh, we're going to start our rundown here with the first topic, and that's players from this past week that wowed us. Can you guys answer me who that is on screen? Marty and I figured it out. Who can you guys? Uh, I know who it is. I know who it is. Is that a that's a major league ball player? He's a pitcher. Yes. Uh, I know. I. You know the, me. I'm I'm good at pi- at the picture game no that we idea. played with Bubba and. To, oh my gosh! He played for the bother. Cubs at one point, Art. This is gonna bother. I I can picture who he is. I Eric Collin. No oh! I knew it. We had trouble ugly. with it too, Marty. He's ugly. Uh, he's ugly. <laughs> well, he's wowed. <laughs> and these are some players he's looking at from this past week that wowed us. Starting off with Stephen Kwan. Who, I, this is before he played in today's game. 667, 750, 933 slash over his first five games. Seven walks and zero strikeouts. I know he struck out today, but going into today, he had no K's in any major league game since September 26, 2021. That includes all of spring training and all the AAA games after that point. He had 115 pitches without a swing and miss on the season, and it was an MLB record to start a career. You guys like Stephen Kwan? Stephen Kwan, I made a video yesterday. Kwanzilla, uh, King Kwan, I think uh, Kwan, Quantum Leap. There's so many great names for him. Great baseball player. Elsie, you like what you've seen from him so far? I, I think that one, one, the way his name lends itself to nicknames is <laughs> is really awesome. That was a, that was funny. I, I um, there was a Obi Kwan Kenobi. Mm-hmm. I really liked Obi Kwan Kenobi. That was that was one of my that was a good one. Um, Kwan, I mean, he's 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 good. I'm not a hundred percent sure if he's 
much more than like, you know, kind of Luis Arise or if he has a little bit more pop, uh, if he's going to be able to get you that double digit home runs. Um, he's starting out super hot and put, keep him in your lineup and he's going to be hitting high up in Cleveland's batting order. But, um, you know, I'm not 100% sure what he's going to be giving you, uh, in, in, in home runs or steals, uh, but he's going to give you batting average. Yes, he will. And he's looked really good, like you said, top that lineup. The next guy is a friend here, and that's the Lizard King. Five innings, two hits, one earned run, one walk, 12 strikeouts against Los Angeles Annals of Anaheim. He had 18 whiffs on 76 pitches, which was a 23.6% swinging strike rate. His velocity was up nearly two miles per hour, and he had his curveball usage up to 50% in this past start. Now, Marty, I know you might be talking about him again later. Were you impressed what you saw from his first oh, start here? I was so happy. As we talked about last week, I only spent $1 on him in my home league. So to get a career-high 12Ks fresh out of the gate, I mean, anyone that's held on to him in Dynasty has got to be super excited. And anyone who's drafted him, you know, for basically free, just like me, is pumped too. Yeah. And he's one of three guys that are very much the talk of the fantasy baseball pitcher realm right now. Is the next guy, Sylor McGill. I also saw Ty Lord McGill. He had two starts since the start of the season. 10.1 innings pitch, six hits, zero earned runs, zero walks, 11 strikeouts against Washington and Philadelphia combined. His last start against Philadelphia had 16 whiffs on 76 pitches, 21% swinging strike rate, and his fastball velocity is up two ticks also from last year. Also, the spin on his fastball is up. He looks like probably the best I want to say turnaround of any pitcher from last year to this year, the, the velocity, the spin. He looks like an ace, a bona fide ace right now. Doc, do you wish you had some shares of him? I mean, I think once again, it's one start. We got to stop getting carried away with this. It, it's two very start. encouraging. Two starts, Doc. Uh, two, two starts. I mean, I'll say this. I wish I wasn't playing against him this week, uh, which I am in an extended matchup, but. I, I want to see it for a longer period of time. I mean, he's thrown 10 innings. We've seen people have really good stretches and even really good years. R.A. Dickey is one good year with the Mets. I'm, I'm, it's encouraging, but I'm not ready to say that after two starts. And then Toby comes in with a bombshell. My guy, Teoscar Hernandez, left today's oh. start with side discomfort. Oh. Goodness gracious. I have him in the life. Oh, Toby, to Toby, that hurts. Oh. I'll have to try to recover from that and go to somebody that has also been very impressive. Matt Brash, his first major league start, 5.1 innings pitch, four hits, two earned runs, one walk, and six Ks versus the Chicago White Sox. Had 11 whiffs on 85 pitches, which is a 12.9% swing strike rate. Not necessarily incredible, but definitely a little bit better than average. Five whiffs on his 15 knuckle curves, though. 41% CSW. He's already gifable uh, with the amount that he had. I think I must have seen 30 different people posting his start in gift form against the White Sox. Uh, my question to you guys is the three pitchers we just went over. We have Jesus Lazardo, Tyler McGill, and Matt Brash. Out of those three pitchers, if you could only pick one for the rest of this season, who would you pick? Start with you, Elsie. Uh, I'm going... Hmm. I'm going to go with McGill just because I feel like he might have the longest, um, might give the most amount of volume out of the three. I'm, I, that, that's, that's, that's my quick answer on that. Okay. What about you, Marty? I'll go with Lizardo, but it's actually for the same reason. I think he's going to get the most innings. And I think, um, you know, with his prospect pedigree and everything, I think he's going to be a, a good bet to move, moving forward more so than the other two. Okay. And Doc? Yeah, I was going to go Lizardo for that reason. Like the, the Marlins gave up Starling Marte, who obviously was on an expiring contract, but I think they want to see what they have in Lizardo. And especially when you get 12 Ks on 18 wists, 76 pitches, they're going to want to see if he's part of their future plan because he's going to want to get paid soon if he keeps pitching like this. So I put a poll out on Twitter right now. It's at 348 votes. Tyler McGill, 42.2% of the vote. Jesus Lizardo, 37.9% of the vote, and then Matt Brash, 19.8% of the vote. So not too far off between Lizardo and McGill than a distant third for Brash. Where are my Brash holes at? You know what I mean? Come on, guys. Ah, I love it. Come on. I, I love uh, it. If, I, if I trusted the Mariners' management of how they deal with prospects, it would be a little bit higher. Oh, Rodriguez is up. Matt Brash is already up. Mm. They've changed it, kind of turned a new leaf there. Another guy, and Doc wanted to make sure he got his name in here. 
Jose Ramirez, a 480, 536, 933 slash. This is actually updated from today's games, six games, only two Ks and 25 at bats, which has been kind of a problem sometimes for Jose Ramirez, but he's been having a great eye at the plate and he has three hits in back to back games and has two home runs and nine RBIs over that stretch. Doc, again, this, you're a Jose Ramirez guy and he's just doing it yet again in a very bad lineup. Signed an extension with Cleveland. He seems like to be locked into a top five roto player for a long time. He's just so good. Like I can't. I, I've been watching a lot of Guardians games because I took a number two in TGFBF over Tatis, which I'm very proud of. But he just has a good, good eye. Even the hits he's getting, it's slap ones. I mean, he's the reason Senzel and Fam ran ran into each other because he hit a blooper on a pitch he shouldn't have even swung at. So. Just hope he keeps this up the entire season. I don't think 400 is too much to ask. Agreed. Here's somebody that I want to talk about a little bit. Carlos Rodon. Five innings pitched, three hits, one earned run, two walks, and 12 Ks versus the Miami Marlins. He had 24 whiffs on 89 pitches, which is equivalent to a 26.9% swinging strike rate. The fastball velocity was up yet again. It was reaching up to 97 miles per hour on average, nearly up two miles per hour from last year. And guys, he set a, a record for the most amount of whiffs in under 90 pitches. And he just looked absolutely dominant. He looked like, to me, he's a top five pitcher in baseball, the way he's pitched from last year to this year. Can, can you guys argue that? Is, is, is he not at this point right now, if he stays healthy, a top five starting pitcher in Major League Baseball? So we're going to try and think of five better than him? I mean, I guess. I mean, we don't have to sit here and list. I mean, but. I mean, with the caveat of health. His performance has been top five for sure over the past two years. Um, and this is just a continuation of what he was doing last year. Um, I think if, you know, with, with, with the no inj- injuries turned off, you know, Rodon would have been a, you know, a first or second round pick this year. Oh, yeah. yeah. I, I don't think he can go anywhere near top five because injuries are a real thing. We've never seen longevity from him. But what I think what you're getting at is on, you know, an inning by inning basis. You know, if you're going to pick one guy to pitch an inning, could he have the best stuff, like top five stuff? It's possible. Yeah, 13 whiffs on 36 sliders, 10 whiffs on 47 fastballs. I already told you about the record. He also uh, had the first giant in history to have a 12 strikeout game with under 90 pitches, and it's only happened 17 other times in Major League history. So, absolutely just incredible. It's interesting they had him throw 89 pitches in his debut. Like, you figure they would have. Kind of eased him in a little bit. We were seeing a lot of pitchers in the 70, 80, low 80 range. Yeah, the sixth most amount of pitches of anybody thrown over the week, uh, uh, basically going into uh, Tuesday's games, he had the sixth most amount of pitches thrown in a game. Uh, our friend Albert's checking in here. What did you think of Hunter Green's debut? I uh, was... Go ahead, Nancy. No, no I, I just, I thought he looked really good. His, he got a lot of Ks. He didn't give us a lot of innings, but he was, he gave us exactly what we were hoping for from like a first start from him he, he looked very good i thought yeah i think he looked good i mean he was sitting at almost 100 miles per hour on average mm-hmm. with his fastball and compared to what we saw from nick lodolo today he obviously handled his major league debut a lot better than nick lodolo did but he's somebody that i think if your expectations are like a sub three era and looking like an ace of a staff that's not him yet maybe in the future right. but right now i think mm-hmm. fair to say maybe a, a low low to mid fours era a 10 10 Ks per nine, somebody that's going to have flashes and, you know, not be necessarily too consistent. But uh, I do think their Hunter Green is not a bad guy to be rostering right now. And I'll just say real quick. Yeah. My biggest concern with him is the hard uh, contact. Like He gives up a lot of hard contact and he always has. So going into the Reds, the great Amer- American small park, that's going to be tough for him. But we got to love, you know, his K percentage. Wouldn't it yeah. be great if the Reds traded him already? <laughs> I'm sorry, Reds fans. I'm sorry. They just keep trading pitchers for prospects. In the same division, the last guy I want to talk about here in just this opening part of the rundown and these players, Seiya Suzuki, 400, 525, 1,000 slash over his first five games, three homers and nine RBIs, has the same amount of walks as strikeouts, five walks and five Ks. And notably, he started out the year in the seventh spot. Now he moves, moved up to the sixth hole. Elsie, you've been watching a lot of Cubs games, obviously. You've been seeing him. Is he been more than the hype? Like, is he exceeding your expectations early on? Absolutely. I mean, I, I think that I, I was convinced that he was going to start slowly because, uh, 
people who come to the major leagues from the Asian leagues often start slowly, have trouble with uh, have trouble with the, the the velocity. I was watching him opening day, Corbin Burns, and he was he was giving good at bats to Corbin Burns. Um, he seems he seems like he's not. The, you know, he's not phased by, by the, uh, MLB talent, the MLB speed. Um, and also, I, I you know, every time I see his name now, I want to go, say, say, <laughs> but, um, so, I mean, I, I'm working on a nickname. If I had a, if I had a great singing voice, I just rock that one every time. But, uh, yeah, Suzuki has been, he's been everything we hope for. He looks like one of the best signings of the offseason right now. It really does. He's just bringing a whole other element to that Chicago White Sox or Cubs lineup there. So very much excited to see him play. Super Saiyan has been absolutely worth everything and then some. Now time for a new segment here on this show. And this is one Elsie came up with. And this is time for Bring Out Chidet. So Elsie, why don't you tell us how this works? Uh, bring out your dead is 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 a is a segment where we allow you, uh, we allow you to 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 purge yourself to exercise the demons of your fantasy season. Uh, you can you can give us the names of the of the guys who killed you, the guys who might now be dead to you, and uh, and we're gonna allow write these on a piece of paper and burn that piece of paper for you. You're, these these people are gonna be exercised. And in your past, uh, I put it out in the Discord. I put it out on Twitter. We got some great responses to bring out your dead. Uh, so stoked to, to, to have this segment where we're interacting with all of you. Uh, the first guy, uh, and, and you'll see how we go through this. Uh, the first guy we, I want to talk about. Can I, my, my, my in charge? Uh, uh you go ahead, Elsie. You take it. Okay. <laughs> I got to figure out where we are. All right. Uh, there we go. Chris Bubick, oh my gosh, two of our two of our buddies, Britton Allen and Oaktown Steve. Oh Chris Bubick, you have done crimes, sir. You pitched two thirds of an inning, gave us a sixty seven point five ERA and a seven point five whip, and you didn't even strike anybody out. Now uh Oaktown Steve had a funny story. He he went Bubick this year. He loves the KC starters. He he didn't want to go Keller because Keller burned him last year. Uh, so he went Bubik this year and 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 got this one. I think maybe maybe Oaktown, you should just stay away from Kansas City starters. And uh, our boy Britton, oh, has him starting, and he's going to have to see if uh, Bubik can turn it around versus Detroit this weekend if he even gets that start after this atrocity. Um, so maybe maybe our boy Britain's going to be eating another bad start from the recently deceased Chris Bubik. Uh, next in our line of bring out your dead is is a man who who is the deceased. <laughs> I'm not sure. Jared Kelnick. We have had some victims of Jared Kelnick, and we're bringing out the dead. Our victims who who called in the name. Ballpark Fantasy on Twitter and our boy Steve Stoughton. Now, what is Kelnick doing? Kelnick in his first uh, five games, 17 plate appearances, has two walks and one hit. 60% of his at-bats end up in strikeouts. No home runs, no runs, no RBIs. He has one stolen base. So, hey, that's, you know, put that in your pipe and smoke it. Today, he's even getting a DNP, probably to get his head right. The reason I call Kelnick the deceased is because if you came in this season and you thought, man, last season was worrying, this is further confirmation of why you were worried about his last season. Otherwise, it is just a slow start. You got to give him some time. A guy with this much talent, if he comes through, comes through big for you. But if you feel like you don't want to pull your hair out with Kelnick, I don't blame you. I don't blame you. Now we got a couple other guys who really gave gave uh, the Triple Play family some trouble, including yours truly. But I'm gonna call them not dead yet. They're uh, trying to get. Th- we're trying to throw them on the dead cart. 
And they're saying, I'm not dead. I swear, I feel happy. I feel happy. And that is Jose Various and you, Darvish. And they committed some crimes. Victims, my boy Sully brought up uh, Jose Barrios, Sully from the Darf League. But uh, Sully is only one of many people who got victimized by Jose Barrios uh, in his opening day start where he went, uh, didn't even go a full inning, had a 108 ERA and a 15 whip in his first start of the season. I know he went tonight. So let's cross our fingers. Yeah, five innings. Five Ks, three walks, three earned runs. Kind of getting back in the swing of things. Definitely not as bad as that first start against Texas. This against the Yankees. I think we can say that Jose Barrios is not dead yet. You Darvish, however, has yet to follow up his poor, poor performance against the San Francisco Giants. But he did pitch six no-hit innings to start the season against Arizona. So we're going to give you another start. He killed you this week. He's getting another chance to come out the end of this week. So I think it is a two-start week for him. So let's uh, cross our fingers that uh, you can right his ship like Jose Barrios did uh, today. And an honorable mention here from Toby, who uh, I want to make sure he gets this one uh, put in because he's very much right with this one. Alex Kirilov, who has a .59 batting average, one hit and seven strikeouts, now put on the IL with, I believe, the same wrist injury that he had last year. It was on the same wrist. Could be an early death. I think he could make the, the bring out your dead list here, too. Oh, it would be are tragic. We, are we saying RIP Alex Kirilov? Uh, I think he, yeah, I think Art, maybe he'll um, have to make the list, too. Uh, Kirilov, he, he's on the IL. We got to, we got to let him come back. What do you think? I mean, we got to let him. <laughs> Know, he seems kind of dead to me. Bring <laughs> out you dead. I'm not dead. And uh, our buddy Albert says, Vlad with a three-homer game today. Well, he's the opposite. <laughs> dead, he's alive and thriving. Really doing work right now. Vlad, just on another level. Uh, finishing out the rundown here, though. Just a couple things looking ahead. This is the week three schedule. So going looking from next Sunday on for the rest of the week, every single team plays at least six games. But the teams that play seven are the Twins, the Mets, the Athletics, the Pirates, the Diamondbacks, the Red Sox, the Orioles, the Nationals, the Giants, the Cubs, the White Sox, and the Guardians. So if I did not say that a team on that list, that means they're playing six. So keep in mind, we're going to keep you updated every single week with the team's schedule. And so you'll know who has the most and who has the least amount of games if you want to pick and choose if you're playing players from those teams. We now get to our most added, and these are players that were added in the most amount of leagues, and this is courtesy of CBS, and I took these on mid-Monday morning because, obviously, once after Sunday night fab runs, these are when most of the transactions you'll see people being added, and you can look right at the top there with, uh, I think is blocking me. Who did I have a 65? Who is the top name Ty on there? Lord McGill. Ty Lord McGill. 65% roster. He's up 44%. Josh Lowe, 35%. Matt Brash, 29%. David Robertson, 28%. Kyle Wright, 28%. Stephen Kwan, 22%. CJ Abrams, 21%. And Bryson Stott, 20%. Then we go on the flip side, most dropped. And we see some names on this list. Starting off with Michael Conforto, who's been dropped in 14% of leagues. Marty, would you be dropping Michael Conforto if you already had him on a team? Or are you holding tight ceiling signs? Uh, 10, 12 team leagues, the S15 team, I'd be holding on to him for a little bit. Oh, and, uh, Toby mentions Vlad's three homer games, the first by a Blue Jay against the Yankees of all time. Wow. That's interesting. Hmm. Um, first time. So, uh, then we also have Blake Trident, who's now obviously no longer the closer in the, in LA. So many people are dropping him. Josh Rojas, Riley Green, Andrew Heaney was dropped in 8% of leagues. I have a feeling that's going to turn around after what he just did in his recent performance. What do you guys think? It's a little bit of foreshadowing we got. Yeah, we'll, we'll talk about that later. Robert Suarez, now not the closer in San Diego. Now he was dropped in 7%. Cole Solcer dropped in 7%. And Carson Kelly dropped in 6% of leagues. So, again, this was as of mid uh, Monday morning. So I'm sure we'll see a lot of changes as we uh, get along here. So some notable injuries also from this past week. We saw elbow inflammation. I can't even see the name at the top because of the recording. Luke Weaver. Thank you, Luke Weaver. John Gray to the IL. Lucas Giolito and AJ Pollock are also going on the IL. 
both hopefully both of them are not missing much time. I heard Giolito may only miss one or two starts, and Pollock expected to be on there for the minimal as well. Pollock's good. This is one of many IL trips for Pollock. Let's be real. Come on. I have Blake Snell going on the IL. I know he technically hasn't been put on yet, but uh, I was too lazy and forgot to change the graphics. So as of right now, he's not on the IL, but that could very well change by the time this comes out. Luis Patino to the IL for the Rays with an oblique strain. And Danny Jansen to the IL with left side uh, soreness there hey, David, too. Quick question: What is what? I didn't hear John Gray had a bluster. What is that? <laughs> Did I say bluster? <laughs> wow! Yeah, wow! <laughs> the new time. Toby Jimenez just left the game with ankle soreness. This is why I like Toby in the chat. But bluster is is like being bragging a lot. He's <laughs> on the IL for being yeah. too braggadocious. <laughs> His ego's hurt. I'm too, I'm too awesome. He's bragging about that contract. Uh, goodness gracious. Those people on the podcast are like, what are you talking about? I, I, I misspelled bl- uh, blister and put bluster on there. That's fantastic. Yeah, you guys listening to the podcast, hop on YouTube so you can see all of our uh, grammatical errors, please. Yeah, they're fantastic. Last on the rundown here are MLB transactions and just some notable ones. The prospect for the Rays, Tommy Romero, came up and pitched in Tuesday's game. Did not look great, but he right now was promoted. Orioles option, DJ Stewart to AAA. The Giants promoted outfield prospect, Elliot Ramos, and he's gotten some starts for the Giants. Is it Ramos or Ramos? I feel like it's Ramos. It's probably whatever opposite you say. Yeah. The Red Sox extended pitcher Garrett Wilson for four years, 18.75 mil. He just pitched four innings for the Red Sox. He's he's a do-it-all guy for them. I love Garrett Whitlock. Mm. He's going to be uh, piggybacking off of Rich Hill, at least to start the season. So his fantasy value is going to be there in, in like the same way of uh, uh, as other followers going to get a lot of uh, pirate. Uh, he's going to sneak a lot of wins on there. Agreed. Guardians extended outfielder Miles Straw for five years, 25 million. Doc, do you like him in the Guardians lineup? He's actually looked pretty good this year. It's interesting. They gave him five year, 25. They gave Jose Ramirez the same contract plus a hundred more million. So let's you know if you're Miles Straw, like that's a good amount of money, but gotta probably feel a little slighted. No, no, twenty five mil is fully guaranteed for him for somebody that was kind of a borderline major leaguer not too long ago. So, uh, and then the Twins selected contract of outfielder or sorry pitcher Derek Rodriguez. He pitched today for the Twins in relief. Don't like Derek Rodriguez very much. And the Reds promoted out uh, their pitching prospect Nick Lodolo who was him and Hunter Green kind of are very much consensus top two in that system. Didn't look very good today in his first outing, but he's very much optimistic for great outings as the season goes along here. Let's now get to some streamers. What do you guys say? Let's start with some hitting streamers. Oh, love that sound effect. So we're going to start with some hitting streamers here, and we got three for the week. Now this is coming up. Uh, David showed the schedule, so... First for me is going to be Connor Joe, and we're using ESPN. He's owned in 23% of leagues. He has a three-game homestand versus the Phillies and then three games at Detroit. So he's finally getting an everyday chance. I think with the addition of the DH and the NL, he's going to have more at-bats, and I think he's going to be aggressive. And what we've seen is he already has a home run this year. He already has a stolen base. He had no stolen bases prior before. Is he going to be a great rest-of-season option? We'll have to see. but. He's hot right now, and he's played in every game so far. So that's what you're really looking for is opportunity going forward. So Connor Joe, six games, three at home. I think that's a good stream. The next is Mr. Tyler Naquin. So he's owned in 3.3% of ESPN leagues. Um, as we alluded to earlier, Nick Senzel and Tommy Pham both day-to-day after their collision. Tommy Pham's actually 0-15 to begin the year. So maybe they just give him some days off to get right mentally. He's going to play three games in the great Cincinnati American Small Park, but also three in San Diego. So 322 is the right field line in San Diego, and Naquin pulled 45.1% of his balls in 2021. So it's at 40% this year. So if he can hover around that, maybe gets a cheap home run to right field. And if you remember with Naquin last year, he had six home runs in 21 games. So he might be one of those guys that's streaky and begins the season hot. And if you can get him a little bit early before the others do, or before he does have that breakout period, I think he's a good streaming option for next week. And the last, let's have a little bit of fun here. It's without Boehm. So 
He's got enough crap the last couple of days on the internet, so we're going to talk nicely about him. 5.1% roster in ESPN leagues. Now, as we mentioned with that incident, it's about defense. It's not going to impact his offense. He's actually reached base in six of his seven at-bats. He has three doubles and three walks. And they have a three-game set in Colorado, as I mentioned, with Connor Joe. So, look, if they don't trust him in the field, they're probably going to have him DH. And, once again, you're not penalized for errors in fantasy, but I think the Phillies are going to want him to play him in road games. So that way he doesn't have to get booed at home if he makes a mistake. So I think they're doing that more of his psyche. He's way too talented and way too young for them to give up on, but it might be best for him to not play in home games. Kind of like the Ben Simmons treatment. Very bold. Uh, well, I was going to say they gave him a standing ovation the next game. Yeah, but that, you know, that's short. <laughs> that, that's like, that's like the, okay, maybe we were a little bit too harsh, but like our message was true. You still suck. Could be, could be. Uh, well, we're going to go from hitting streamers to now we're going to go to our two-steppers. Marty's going to lead our two-step, two-starting pitchers here. Yes, sir. Ooh. Couldn't find Man. a two-step sound. Maybe it's a little long. I'll have to pick a different button. I don't know. I like that. It got me going. Um, so, yeah, we're going to start with the um, week three two-start pitchers. We're going to start with the must-start. So these are the no-brainer pitchers. So I'm just going to go down the list here. Garrett Cole at Detroit versus the Guardians. Nathan Avaldi versus Toronto at Tampa Bay. Shane McClanahan at the Cubs, then going over playing Boston. Jose Barrio at Boston, then at Houston. So tough for Barrio, but just like Art, we're going to keep him rolling out there. Uh, Shane Bieber, uh, Chicago White Sox, then at New York Yankees. Robbie Ray, Texas, and then uh, the Kansas City Royals. Freaking Montas, Baltimore, Texas. Max Scherzer, San Francisco, then going at Arizona. Uh, Aaron Nola at Colorado, then Milwaukee. Corbin Burns, Pitt, and at Philadelphia. And then Clayton Kershaw, Atlanta, at San Diego, Padres. And then Logan Webb, lastly, at New York Mets, at Washington. So I'm just going to, one person I do want to talk about here is Clayton Kershaw. Shout out to him. Uh, he pitched today eight perfect innings versus your twins, D. Mendy. Um, <laughs> no. <laughs> No walks, no hits, 13 strikeouts, 20 swinging strikes among his 80 pitches thrown. So we're going to hear a lot about should they have pulled him, should they have not have. I think they should have. You know, this is a Hall of Fame pitcher. They need the, they want to win the, uh, the World Series. So I'm glad they pulled him, but shout out to Kershaw. He might be back. Let's see. Um, cool. So let's hop to should start. So a little bit smaller of a list here. Uh, John Means at Oakland at the Angels. I'm still believing in John Means. Luis Garcia at the Angels, or sorry, uh, Garcia versus the Angels versus Toronto. Jesus Lazardo, shout out, we all love him here. Uh, Lizard first, King, Lizard King, baby, he's, he's I love, it was so much fun watching him. Uh, at the uh, playing the Cardinals, then he's at the Braves. Kyle Hendricks, and I know he had a little bit of a blow up today. We'll get into it, but I, I still like him versus Tampa Bay, and then um, then Pittsburgh, and then Adam Wainwright. This may change because he his uh, start was delayed today because of the um, the weather delay. But at Miami, at Cincinnati, real quick on uh, Kyle Hendricks. Wait, wait, Marty, I don't want to rain on your parade, but John Means left with forearm tightness today. No, well, <laughs> live podcasting. It's there bad. we go. Hey, I'm breaking the news. Forearm just like tightness. Okay. Uh oh, that's like ooh. Left, for left forearm tightness. I don't know. But, um, yeah, so real quick on Hendricks. Yeah, he didn't do well today. I'm not going to go into it, but he looked great against the Brewers. Um, we're we're going to keep him rolling out here. Uh, okay, questionable uh, two-start pitchers coming up for week three. Rich Hill versus Minnesota at the Rays. Zach Grinke, Minnesota at Seattle. Dylan Bundy at Boston and Chicago. Nick Lodolo at San Diego and then versus the Cardinals. And then Merrill Kelly, who – Looked great there for a second. But, uh, yeah, at Washington and then playing the Mets. Uh, let's see. Who do I want to touch base on here? Oh, yeah, Mr. Dylan Bundy. What did I say? Look, He looked pretty good here for you his like first his two start. strikeouts? Yeah. <laughs> it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter how, you know, the ERA looked good. Everything looks solid there. Um, he's only rostered in 3% of leagues, five scoreless against the Mariners. He gave up just one hit. He only had one walk. Um, I obviously some risky matchups here for next week, but, um, gotta love what you saw from him. And then these are my sits. Um, I'm just going to just rifle right through them. So Alexander Wells, Dallas Keuchel, Jimmy Labar, uh, Lambert, Tristan McKenzie, Chicago at New York Yankees. 
I could see McKenzie working his way into the should starts, but I don't like those two matchups there. Uh, Cole Irving, Tyler uh, McGill, um, or Taylor McGill. Actually, he should be up there. Um, Josiah Gray, uh, Justin Steele, and then just Bum Garner. I'm passing on him. Same thing with Alex Cobb. So, You're passing on Alex Cobb? I'm passing on Alex Cobb, man. We're just not there yet. Oh, we might have to make um, a bet about that. I just want to acknowledge two things here first from Toby. Also, yeah. Michael Lorenzen's and Paul Blackburn's first outing. I'm not personally excited about either one. I'm not rushing to pick them up. Are you guys excited for either of them? Yeah. More so Blackburn, but overall neither. Yeah. And then, yeah, it's, you know, it's a day of injuries when Cody Bellinger hits <laughs> a home so run. True. Cody Bellinger homering while we're podcasting it. That's not a sign that he needs to listen to our show. I don't know what is. Like, it's a, it's like they correlate so well together. Um, I do have to say though, Marty, I, why are you not on an Alex Cobb? I'm just, we're not there yet. You know, he, he, he's Alex Cobb. That's the, what, tell me how about this? I would love to hear why are you in? Alex Cobb. I think that's a more of an interesting Ooh, question. Fantastic question, Marty. I'm glad you asked. <laughs> well, as I, I mean, I wrote an article that you can check out on Fantrax about him. You can also check out I video. I did a video breakdown on the Triple Play Fantasy YouTube channel about Alex Cobb as well. But fastball velocity, Marty was sitting at 97. He hadn't. He'd been. I think he averaged, if I'm not mistaken, he averaged 94 on his uh, 92 on his fastball last year and touched 94. I think 11 times last year. He averaged 97 miles per hour on his fastball. You take that. Is also he uh, increased the usage of his splitter. And I think I forgot what his other pitch is called. I'm trying to pull up the tweet I had that uh, outlined what it is. Uh, you're going to quote, you're gonna he quote the yourself. Finger, uh, he has the sinker, g- the split finger, and the curveball. David's so, going to quote, David's going to quote himself and get a bluster and go to the IL. <laughs> All right. So in his 10 year career, the fastest pitch ever recorded by Alex Cobb was 95.3 miles per hour last year with the Angels. He threw four pitches at 90, over 96 against the San Diego Padres in his first start. He had a uh, slider stuff plus of 105, a fastball stuff plus of 150, curveball stuff plus of 203, and then a changeup stuff plus of 153. Uh, I mean, nine, I think he, he had four innings and nine strikeouts, if I'm not mistaken, in his first start. Against San Diego. Yeah. yeah. Five innings pitched, uh, 10 strikeouts. Five innings, 10 strikeouts, 83 pitches, 14 whiffs on 83 pitches. Uh, I mean, he had nine whiffs on his splitter alone, four whiffs on his sinker. He's throwing harder and he's throwing his best pitches more often. And that's what they did with, uh, with Kevin Gosman. I think he's one of, he needs to be in one of those like must add players. If you just watch Marty, just watch him pitch. He looks like a totally different pitcher with that velocity. So I think you're missing I'll out. I'll have on to him. revisit the 34 year old who all of a sudden has found three ticks in velocity here. Um, hey, maybe for the next couple starts, it's going to be fine longevity over the whole season. We'll see, but okay. I'm, I'm listening. I'll say that. All right. Well, you're going to miss out on him, Marty, and I'm just going to sit here and just, I'm trying to keep Pod that. We have a five bet about it. We'll see how he does. I think he does good in those two starts. D- David, I wanted to mention, and I thought this was interesting, as I was watching the game, the Giants announcer said, um, called his split finger a changeup. He said, some people call it a split finger, but I call it a changeup. So I, I'm really curious as to how he, he holds it, that the announcer feels like it can be called a changeup because we all just, you know, we, we call it the split finger. We assume that it's going to have the inconsistency of a split finger. Um, so I, you know, I, I don't think that is actionable information. I just thought it was interesting that the announcer decided that he, he thought it was more of a changeup than a split finger. Yeah. Baseball savant has it as a split finger. So I think it'd be interesting. Mm-hmm. I would love to hear him come out and say what it is just so we could set the mm-hmm. record. Maybe he has and I just haven't heard it, but, um, it'll be interesting to watch how he does. Let's go to now pitching streamers. And Doc, we're back to you for that. Yep. Oh, David with the sound effects. So the first pitching streamer I like is Josh Rogers. Uh, Saturday, as of right now, against and the if, Pirates. If you're wondering why there's no graphics on screen, Doc forgot to make graphics for pitcher streamers. Uh, you know, I'm sorry. It happens to you know time to time when you're uh, booking David Tyree for an interview. You can check that out also on our YouTube channel. Plug. Josh, there you go. So Josh Rogers uh, in his debut against the Braves, 5.1 innings, two hits, one earned, three Ks. 
You look at his last six starts in 2021. He went five innings, at least five of six of those. 328 ERA. The Ks won't be there, but he just gets the job done. So if you felt confident starting him against the Braves, I'd probably feel a little more confident against the Pirates. So that's someone that's rostered in, I think, 5% of ESPN leagues. I'd have to double check that. The next is going to be Nestor Cortez. He's probably only available in 10, maybe some 12 team leagues. Um, he's not going to give you a lot of innings, but he's going to give you great strikeouts. And the good news is he's at Baltimore. His last time he went to Baltimore, 6.1 innings, three hits, one earned, 11 Ks. The O's strike out a lot. They did move back the fence in left field. And as somebody that lives near Camden, there haven't been a lot of cheers there recently. And so the last one, Mr. Andrew Heaney, 4.1 innings, 5 Ks in his debut against the Twins. Gosh, I love when people just throw shutouts against the Twins. Makes me so happy. He only threw 67 pitches, and I think he's going to up that pitch count a little bit. So I think you feel confident rolling with him. And the thing we know about Heaney is he's a little streaky, so hopefully this is a good hot stretch for him to begin the season with a new team. Can we add in Aaron Ashby is going to get the start against St. Louis on Sunday? Can we? Thank you. Thank you. Very, very well done, Milwaukee. No one, David. I, I can't wait to send you this part of the clip Sunday when Aaron Ashby gets bombed and then they put him back in the bullpen. Toby, why don't you comment? What do you think? Because Toby's the one who put, who put it in the chat. How do you think Aaron Ashby is going to do in his debut? And when he does really well, like me and you both predict, can we just laugh in Doc's face? 3.1 innings of scoreless ball against the, uh, I forget who he pitched against. I believe it was the Orioles. I think it was the Orioles. Oh, oh, the, oh, the Orioles. What did he do before that, David? Tell me. Yeah, it was, it wasn't his fault. He got some bad luck there. Hell, the whole side of the story. Just wait till you see how he does this year. All right. We are now going to move from Eric's pitching streamers to talk a little bit about our, uh, our fabulous, absolutely fabulous fab. Shut up and take my money. All right. So just some players just to take note of that might be free agent waiver wire or fab pickups here. And there are probably some more, of course, too. But just these are just some names that looking ahead to next week. Seth Brown, you could potentially pick up. He's getting a lot of playing time for Oakland. Oscar Mercado has done some work for the Cleveland Guardians. Jose Siri for the Astros. Tyler Naquin for the Reds, who might get some more playing time with the collision between Tommy Pham and Nick Senzel. Johan Duran. If you have not picked up Johan Duran, I don't know what the heck you are doing with yourself. Johan Duran is going to be the closer for the Twins as it looks right now. I think he's going to be the favorite for that spot. I still think he deserves a shot at the rotation, but he's absolutely filthy. And he could be one of the best closing options you could get this season. Also, Brad Hand for the Philadelphia Phillies. These are just some names. Obviously, some of the earlier guys that I showed as far as additions, most added players. You look at these guys, if any of these are available in your league still, these are guys that should be at the top of your fab charts as well. Guys, again, like Stephen Kwan, Kyle Wright, Matt Brash, Josh Lowe, those, all those types of guys. They're still there. Those are your first priority. But uh, again, there'll be more as the, as the week goes on here. This is only Wednesday. So those are just some names that pop to mind there. Uh, and, and Toby predicts five innings, two earning, two earned runs, five hits, and six Ks for Ashby in the win. And then Mercado has three bombs already is the power reel. Are you guys on Oscar Mercado? Nah, K rate too high. I think like in a fifteen team, you know, NFBC league, you know, why not just take the shot out, you know, shot on him? But yeah, anything other than that, no. I do think in a five outfielder league, he should be rostered. Um, he might not be on your roster, but I, I, you know, I, I'm probably going to bid on him in leagues so that he's not because. He had a lot of prospect shine just a few years ago. What I was trying to remember, what was the trade? Because he was on St. Louis. Yeah. And they traded remember. him. Oh, um, I'll look it was, up. Was, was Andrew it was Miller in that? No, because St. Louis signed Miller as a free agent, I think. Uh, the Indians acquire oh. Oscar Mercado from the Cardinals in exchange for uh, – a pair of minor league outfielders, Connor Couple and Johan Torres. Oh, I thought I thought Mercado was was the main prospect going back in a bigger trade. I okay, I was mistaken. 
But I do remember Mercado was someone who, in like 2019, we all thought might be like a speed option. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But Elsie, I want to stay with you here because um, as I uh, pop this over, we're going to go to another new segment that Elsie came up with. I think very helpful for all of you guys. And that's going to be your trends, your weekly trends. There's something that a trend that you need to know about. Elsie, take us to our trends. Okay, uh, is this working? There we yeah, go. Yeah, it's working. So, uh, yeah, uh, I, I hope you guys like the font. I, I thought it was, I thought it was kind of creepy. Um, uh, but the trends this week, I, this, this wasn't, uh, was inspired by Paul Spore. I did want to look into stolen bases as, as an opening season trend. Spore did some research and he looked up, uh, caught stealing rate. It is down this year, 67% in the first week. Um, there's more to more information. There's more facts to go on other than this. I do thank Spore for doing that that uh, that research. But the facts on this: 55 stolen bases so far, 27 caught stealing. In the first week of 2021, there were 90 stolen bases, only 19 caught stealing, 83% success rate. So it went down as the season went on. Uh, this could be um, another product of the sl- short ramp up to the season. Base stealers aren't quite dialed in to uh, to the to the process of stealing bases. They aren't quite in, in I don't know base stealing shape. I never had thought about that as being something that might be an issue, but um, they are they are definitely getting gunned down at a much higher rate this year than they they did last year to start the season. Attempts are also down almost eleven percent, and that's based upon attempts per plate appearance um, this season. But one of the concerns that a lot of people had was, would the Mets steal with their, uh, w- would they get steals if you, if you decided to take Starling Marte? Would the Mets still steal? The Mets actually have the most stolen base attempts out of any team in the big so far in the first week. And the other top stolen base attempt teams are the Royals, Guardians, Angels, and Padres. Another trend that I noticed this first week is the injuries. Um, one of the uh, main injuries you see is an oblique, and we just got news on this show earlier tonight about Teoscar Hernandez and his left side tightness, which is pretty much code for oblique injury. So that add him to Lucas Giolito, Danny Jansen, Yon Moncada, uh, Josh Rojas, my boy Ben Rortvet, who has not gotten his shine in New York because of an oblique injury, and others. Um, but when you, you dive beneath the numbers, the, uh, the, the trends show that this actually is a high oblique injury trend. Uh, this, this graph credit, credit to Derek Rhodes, friends of the pod at DRHOAO03. Uh, he, he's a great injury resource and, and go to his, um, Joe, go to his, uh, his website, uh, Jag Fantasy, I think jagfantasysports.com is the name of his website. There's an injury tracker on there. Uh, he, he notes that in this graph, there are also three that have not yet been added to this graph, which would put it to 13 and then 14, uh, injuries if you add to Oscar, therefore matching the, the, the first week high over the last few seasons. So obliques are definitely on the rise. And a lot of that is people assume is being, uh, the, the short ramp up to the season. So the, uh, the short spring training has definitely had some, uh, you know, long tail effects. In stolen bases and in injuries so far this season. So those are the trends that I've noticed the first week. Very nice work there, Cheesecake. Ed, <laughs> I uh, there's a very handsome man that commented that said he loves arts charts. And then Toby said arts charts is what the segment should be called. <laughs> <laughs> I, did that, that's I, I, I love that actually. Arts charts. <laughs> Arts right. We are no longer uh, no longer trends. It's arts charts. All for it. Nice, good call, Toby. Good call. All right, last segment we're going to get to before questioning game of the week here is our weekend warriors. So, Marty, why don't you tell us? What are weekend warriors? Absolutely. So, yes, welcome to the weekend warriors segment. My goal is to provide the best. Streaming options for this weekend. So this upcoming Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. 
So if you are in a head-to-head matchup or any league with daily moves, this is the segment for you. So we're going to start with Brandon Nimmo from the New York Mets. He's batting with a 333 average, a 391 OBP. Um, Tuesday, he hit his first home run off Zach Wheeler. It was a, it was a changeup he left over. He nailed it. He's already walked four times this season. So, you know, leading off, uh, for this, for the Mets team, the Mets are going to be a high powered offense. I'm loving everything I'm seeing. He has three games versus Arizona. The Diamondbacks are absolutely horrible. He's only rostered in 17% in Yahoo leagues. And you look quickly at his stat cast data, 85th percentile and average exit velocity. He's hitting the ball hard. His sprint speed, sneaky, 79th percentile. So he's able to get around. Nimmo's doing a little bit of it all. So absolutely love him there. All right. He's got a lot of uh, love already, but Andrew Heaney really quick. He's going up against the Reds this weekend. The Reds are terrible. It's a depleted roster. Um, the second... Uh, so far this year, they have the second lowest OPS in baseball just behind the Diamondbacks. So I love what he did against Minnesota. 4.1 innings, 5Ks, zero earned runs, only 19% rostered in Yahoo. So I like him there for this weekend. Next up, Jamison Tyone. So I think everyone's kind of talking about him a little bit. Uh, versus Toronto, he went five innings, 6Ks, gave up two earned runs, but he had no walks. And that's something that you really want to see. He's only rostered in 26% of Yahoo leagues. And this weekend, he has a juicy matchup against uh, the Baltimore Orioles on Saturday. They are barely a Major League Baseball team. It's a great matchup for him. Next, Jesus Sanchez. I mean, he's just the king of power, and he's showing it yet again. Uh, so far, he's batting 250 with two home runs, three RBIs. He has three games at Philly. Um, obviously Philly has a pretty good team, but they're able to, he's able to miss out on, um, on Aaron Nola. So, you know, he doesn't have to, to go through the gauntlet there. And, uh, yeah, liking everything that I'm seeing from him, uh, they may sit him in one of the games. So that's a little bit risky. So, but if you're, if you're in a roto league, like a head to head categories league and you need some pop, this will be your guy I'd pick up for the weekend. Next, Joey Bart, the catcher. He's flat. He's finally getting around to getting some hits. So, um, I got him in our, um, triple players ball league and everything's going pretty well so far. He's batting 364. He's got a home run. He's got two RBIs. He has three games against the Cleveland Guardians this weekend. So I'm loving that matchup for him. He's missing their bigger, uh, their bigger arms and he's only 34% rostered. And when you go to a stat cast page, I mean, blood red across. I mean, max exit velocity, 94th percentile. His X roll was in the 90th percentile. I know this is super early, but from what we saw from Joey Bart last year, everyone's got to be super excited about this. And last but not least, my boy, Matt Manning, who's actually not my boy. I think he's, up until this point, I've been completely staying away from him. But what I saw him do against Boston, six innings pitched. He only had two Ks, but only one earned run. He got to the quality start. And this is for the deepest, deepest of leagues. He's only 5% rostered in Yahoo leagues, and he's going against Kansas City. So outside of your boy, Bobby Witt, there's not too much there. Um, so I really like that matchup for him. Is that a homer pick? No. <laughs> um, no, it's not a homer pick because I, I like the the matchup. I love it for deep, deep leagues. Um, but... I was, I, I will say this with Manning. I was very, I was very excited to see him do well against a good offense, which is something I can, I don't think I've ever been able to say. Yeah, that Tigers pitching between Scooble, who's looked awful, Casey Mize has still looked lost. He definitely looks like the best of the three right now, but. And when uh, Scott Jensen asked me, he's like, of any of those guys, do you want any of them? I said, no, I haven't drafted any of them and I will not. Yeah. Only two strikeouts for Manning too, so we'll have to see how he does in, in that start. Toby has a, comment you might want to see about me bringing in a tweet called david daily dinger have people comment who think will homer with a pick of their his own it's not a bad idea either Toby's coming in hot with some good ideas tonight i'll he, to uh he's the ideas guy we need him in on the next uh you know brainstorming session we do yeah like, our brainstorming sessions are legendary so uh we'll have to get toby in on that all right let's get now to the last part of the night stuff you guys always know with triple play that we do here starting with the question of the week. And, of course, we are sponsored by Odds Jam. Odds Jam is one of the best sites if you're looking to get the best betting odds from across the interwebs. puts it all in one place for you where you're going to be able to find the best, easiest ways to make bets, uh, basically win free money. I love Odds Jam. We've been using Odds Jam now for the past month, and they definitely will help you with your bets. They find the best ones out there for you. So Take it from odds. a betting guy himself. 
Yeah, check out OddsJam.com. Marty, go ahead. What is our question of the week this week? Yes, thank you. So the question of the week, I thought this one's actually pretty cool. Um, which active or retired player has the coolest customized cleats in baseball? Ooh. So the coolest customized cleats. So I'll, I'll start. I'll go first here. Um, to I'm going to start here with a current player, Miguel Rojas for the Miami Marlins, uh, a.k.a. Miggy. Not only is he like one of the coolest guys in baseball, he does a great job on the Rose rotation. Um, but, uh, his, his uh, like amount of cleats he has that are customized are absolutely incredible. It fills up a whole room in his house and his, um, his actual, uh, <laughs> wait, what are we doing? <laughs> anyway, uh, yeah. So Miguel uh, Rojas, he has, uh, some Air Jordan ones that are the, uh, the Miami Vice colors. So like, hot pink and that turquoise blue. He just has a bunch of them and he's sponsored by Air Jordan as well. So he does a bunch of cool stuff there. So definitely for me. I like that. Uh, Toby's Marty's mashers for homers, arts arms for pitchers. And then the doc, (laughs) the doc's patience. I like it. The doc's patience one, I think needs to stick for sure. (laughs) You should, you should write up the ILs Eric. And then we'll literally call it Doc's Face. I'm actually generally serious. I know it's more work for you and less for me. But <laughs> that's, why, that's why I'm more behind it, too. Honestly. Toby, stop. No, I, I like it. You're giving David too many ideas. Uh, MLB custom cleats. I'm trying to remember someone. I just I, I know. Here, here. Go to me because I have, I have ahead, two guys. All right. So one, Robbie Cano has Dragon Ball Z cleats. Oh, so that's the winner. That's the winner. We we all love Dragon Ball Z in our childhood. It's Goku on the cleats. But D.D. Gregorius has some Scrooge McDuck cleats. <laughs> oh. Really? Yeah. So, and it's it's the classic Scrooge McDuck face where he's like kind of like pondering like that and he has a wand. I just saw those and I was like, these, you can't top these two. Wow. That's um, a good answer. I'm, I still like the Dragon Ball Z ones. It sucks mm. Robbie Cano's a cheater. I mean, like, that's those cleats are great. I like them. Um, Bryce Harper, I know, has the Green Monster uh, cleats for being, like, the Philadelphia, or the or not the Green Monster, the uh, Philly Fanatic in a cleat. Like, he had yeah. that on there. <laughs> Mike Levenger yeah. has Jimi Hendrix cleats, which are pretty cool. I, uh, I like um, Derek Holland had Mr. Rogers' Neighborhood. Cleats. He was pitching really? for Pittsburgh last year. Yeah, and Mr. Rogers is from Pittsburgh, uh, so he had this like really awesome Mr. Rogers neighborhood cleats. And uh, I kind of thought that it should be brought up that uh, Ken Griffey Jr. had shoes that were really popular, just like basketball players. Oh, the, the Griffey. Really, the Griffey. Yeah. yeah. Yep. Mm-hmm. We've talked mm-hmm. about Derek so, Holland twice on this pod. What is wrong? With I us? know, isn't that weird? Is he a friend of the pod? We need to get him on here. I don't know. We can get Derek he, on. Be, let's, let's let's get a hold of him. He'd be a great guest. Uh, mm-hmm. All right, let's get to the last part of the night as we're getting up to our hour mark here. That's going to be our game of the week, hosted also by Mr. Marty Tallman. Good evening. Take it away, Marty. That was absolutely incredible. Um, so thank you for that intro. So these uh, these questions are going to be about college degrees and major league baseball players. Oh, so, yeah. yes. I feel good. I feel good about this. So one. earning your college degree um, in in major league baseball, going as you'll see, not necessarily hand in hand, but let's let's see what you guys know or do not know in this case. So we're going to start with Tony Larusa, the Chicago White Sox. Manager, um, obviously legendary manager. He has a college degree. What did Tony Larusa earn his degree in? Is it one biology, two history, three law, or four economics? And David, I'm going to start with you. I'm going to say law. I feel like he looks like a lawyer. Uh, Doc. Uh. I'm stuck between two. He uh, he seems like an old school history guy. History, all right. Art. Uh, history was my first first uh, instinct, so I'm gonna go history as well. If it's econ, I'll be mad. It's mm-hmm. not econ. It is law. 
Whoa. <laughs> oh. I know a right. lawyer when I see one. I can, I can see. I mean, he has the smug look on his face, you know, that little. I can see it. All right. I think also because when he was trying to plea with the police officers when he got arrested, I think <laughs> yeah. I remember him saying things. He was reading his own Miranda rights yeah. to himself. Yeah. <laughs> no, um, that's awesome. Okay, uh, number two. Or Toby's what? playing too. He's he guessed econ, so I'm I'm beating all of you guys so far. Okay. Uh, what kind of degree did Curtis Granderson earn at the University of Illinois Chicago? Which degree did Curtis Granderson earn at the University of Illinois, Chicago? Is it number one, music, two, business, three, communications, or four, English? We're going to be starting this time with you, Doc. Is it music, business, communications, or English for Mr. Curtis Granderson? I'm going to go music because if you got a communications or English degree, he seems smarter than that than to get a BS one like that. Sorry if that offends anyone. All right. Sorry, listeners. Yeah. Sorry, guys. Uh, (laughs) Art, what do you got? I'm going to go communications because I think he might have a broadcasting uh, aspirations after. Because he has done that. Communication. He's he's broadcast a lot. Communications would be the right path for that. Be Mandy, what do you think? I was first thinking business, but I think Art's right. Like, I think him, like, I know he's done some commentating and, like, just, you know, tall. He seems like a very well-spoken person. And I feel like he would want to be in front of a camera rather than, like, running business. I'm going to say communications. And Toby's guessing business. He He's guessing what I originally was going to guess. Money is the motivation, and that's what gets Curtis Granderson. Business, baby. He's a I should have stuck man. with business. Ah, he's a businessman. I love Chris right. Anderson. Shout out to him. He's the man. Okay, uh, Matt Carpenter. You, you you know him. You love him. He actually earned his college degree from TCU. What did he earn it in? Is it one, communications, two, biology, three, health science, or four, food and nutrition? D. Mendy, starting with you. No, I think, I think, no, wait. Maybe start with, I think start with art. Art, this time. sorry, art. Damn, I, I, I was gonna, I was gonna just let that slide. Um, yeah. So, you get that. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, Matt Carpenter, communications, biology, health, health science, or food and nutrition. Health sciences. Health science. Okay. Be Mandy. I'm gonna say food and nutrition. Doc, I'm going food and nutrition as well. He's a communications guy. Ah, uh, you put it Nothing twice. Enough. Yep. <laughs> he is a communications man. Tony, uh, Toby Toby's got it in the last second. Toby's got two. Toby's got two. D. Mendy's got one. And you got an art. And they Doc both got zero. Mistakes. All right. So. Toby's not allowed to win. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to make sure I win. Don't worry. And we only have five all together. So you guys got oh, okay. to pull it together here soon. So as of 2020. How many active players in Major League Baseball had a college degree? As of 2020, how many active players in Major League Baseball had a college degree? Is it 1, 25, 2, 55, 3, 72, or 4, 112? Starting with you, D. Mendy. 25, 55, 72, or 112? I'm going to say 112. I think it's more than people realize. Going 72. Art. So, 105, 72. 112. It's 25, 55, 72, 112. I'm going to say 55. With 55, that is the incorrect answer. It is number one. 25. Players act, who actively play have their college degree. Wow. So you got to think of all the international players, the the players that don't ever you know go through four years of college. So it's actually pretty. That's pretty alarming. I thought I, I would have assumed more. Um, Toby yeah, that one wrong. Uh-huh. I'm just kidding. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> all right, Toby, last. Toby, block him on Twitter. <laughs> Toby, don't block me. You know I love you. Um, but okay, this is the last one, and um, you can only either tie David or David, you can continue to win here. What are the most popular majors for college baseball players? 
Okay, so the most popular majors for college baseball players, is it number one, business, two, political science, three, economics, or four, history? Business, political science, economics, or history? Poli sci. Okay. Art? Business. David? Those were the two I was debating between. I'm going to say... I'll just say business as well. Business? Are you sure? Is that your final answer? Uh, no, political science. Political science. Are you sure? Yes. You should have stuck with your gut. It is business. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> oh <Jesus. laughs> You have tied our... <laughs> he totally reduced you on that one. <laughs> And Toby picked. I would see if I knew Toby was going to pick political science, then I would have gone to business. I would have made sure I picked something different than him. (laughs) So nobody wins. Twelve point eight. Twelve point eight percent of students. Technically, Toby gets the win because Toby. (laughs) That's for you, Toby. You got the win. Nice job. I'll take the win on the on the panel. Did you guys? You guys didn't get any right. I got, Art, I got the last. I got one, one right. Mark, I, yeah. oh, you're I right, got you're one. right. So our night tied technically. Toby gets the win. Has David ever won a game outright, or does he just split? <laughs> I've wins? won. You you got a zero, so I don't know why you're <laughs> you're trying to brag about right now. Whoa, whoa, David! Don't make me pull up the sheet the intern has. All right, I, we're you definitely beating you, you in game. Finished the amount of wins, so it's okay. I came on later on, so it's okay. <laughs> All right. On that note, we're gonna wrap up the week one episode of the TPF Pod. Here now that we're in season, it's a ton of great baseball talk. Always fun talking with you three. Uh, please make sure if you enjoy the content and you guys listen on the podcast, you guys give us a five star rating and review. Make sure you subscribe to the pod. We appreciate that. If you're watching on YouTube, please make sure you like, you're subscribed to the channel. Leave a comment below. I know these three gentlemen worked extremely hard making their graphics, getting the information needed for you guys. So please make sure reward their hard work. Subscribe and give us a little comment below. And make sure you guys tune in because going forward every single Thursday evening around 8 or 9 o'clock, we're going to be here. We're going to be going through all this every single week with you guys. And we're going to make sure you can win your fantasy leagues outright, no matter what. That's what we're here for. We're here for you guys. So thanks again for watching. Till next week, Marty Party, Elsie, Doc. Enjoy your enjoy watching your baseball games. We're going to be watching some. And we're going to make like a bread truck and we're going to haul these buns. Catch you guys next week.